This is NLBP TV video podcast. I am Camille Miller, your host and founder of the Natural Life Business Partnership. This video podcast is dedicated to supporting the holistic entrepreneur who is passionate about their business and living an authentic lifestyle. Tune in as we interview members, healers, inspiring business leaders, authors, and change makers in the alternative health and wellness arena. Let's get started. Hi everyone, I am Camille Miller of the Natural Life Business Partnership, and we are speaking today with Marissa Pulselli of WordTree about starting, uh, why you should have a LinkedIn profile, which I think is super important uh, in this day and age. Thank you, Marissa, for joining us. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm so happy to be here today. Um, I'm going to read her bio, um, just so everyone knows who's following us on the video part. This is also an audio podcast, so it won't matter to you, but if you're actually watching this in replay, we're having a little camera difficulty on Marissa's side, so you will see a picture of her. She may pop on later, um, <laughs> but that's what's going on with the video, just if you're looking at this in replay so you know what's happening. Um, Marissa Polselli is a writer and speaker whose love of words began with her first library card at age six. The founder and CEO of WordTree LLC, Marissa draws on her 18 years of experience as a teacher, 10 years of work with student journalists, five years in the corporate world, and lifelong love affair with words to help her clients express themselves with joy and authenticity. She specializes in developing effective and beautiful copy for blogs and websites, empowering clients to pursue their dreams with optimized resumes, LinkedIn profiles, and inspiring people to connect with the power of words in workshops and speaking engagements. Like I said, thank you, for Marissa, for joining us today. Thank you. I'm so excited. This is one of my favorite topics. Ah, I'm so excited. So I want to just start by telling people um, how I came in touch with you over at one of our meetings in Bucks County, PA. I ran into you and I just wanted to say that I loved Marissa's um, style and that she had such a holistic nature of her. She did help with um, some of the writing on our own uh, NLBP website. And then I hired her to actually help my daughter with her college essays for scholarships. So that's where I know Marissa from. <laughs> then I was following her on Facebook and I saw her, um, that she's gonna tell us um, coming up, but she was doing a class on your LinkedIn profile, why it matters and how to make it great. So I was like, wow, that's something our people would love to hear. Because uh, part of what we talk about is ways to make your, um, business better be better people we are in the midst of a 90-day challenge right now so we are asking experts in certain areas to come just talk about our business so Marissa let's get started with so many venues and social media platforms out there why should businesses especially holistic ones in our community invest the time and effort into LinkedIn that is a great question Camille and it's one that um, it's a serious question because LinkedIn does not take a short amount of time to put together well. A good LinkedIn profile is definitely an investment of time. So to answer why you should bother, um, there's really two factors to that. And the first factor has to do with the unique nature of LinkedIn itself and what its special uh, powers and, and um, abilities are. And then the second part of that answer has to do 
with the unique nature of holistic businesses. So starting with what's different about LinkedIn, the number one differentiator about LinkedIn is that it is not the online version of your resume. So many people think it's a copy and paste over. You can grab those bullet points off your Word document and slap them into your LinkedIn profile, and it's just another place for people to find you. And if you do that, you are totally selling the venue short because its capabilities are so much beyond that. Um, LinkedIn is narrative in nature. It's about telling a story. It's about painting a holistic picture, which is right in the wheelhouse of holistic businesses because it's looking at the whole person. It's not just, I did this at this date and this at this date and this at this date. It's, here's who I am. This is what I believe in. This is the business that's unfolded from that. And that is a much more powerful way to tell a story. Um, all of the, the current research into marketing and neuromarketing shows that what's most effective is not just describing a service or a product, but showing the values and the whys behind it and creating a, an emotional connection with your target audience where they get to know you and your values. So LinkedIn gives you the space to do that. Um, with resumes, brevity is king. It's all about being concise, getting it all onto one page, if at all possible, nice little sound bites of easily digested information. LinkedIn gives you certain character allotments for each section, your headline, your summary, your job experience. And unlike the resume, you should use more, not less, of that space. Um, partially to tell a story, but then here's the other neat part about LinkedIn, and that is that it's searchable, right? So I like to tell people that if Facebook and Google had a kid and it was super professional and smart, it would be LinkedIn because you do have that social sharing aspect, but it is also searchable, which is, again, why you should, it takes time to do a really good profile because you want to include keywords in especially the areas that have, are, are most weighted for the, the LinkedIn algorithm so that you will show up in searches. So that's part one of the answer. What's special about LinkedIn? Part two of the answer is why is that particularly helpful for holistic businesses? And the answer to that is that number one, it is about telling a whole story. Number two, um, a lot of what holistic businesses do, where people who are not, you know, they might be in a more quote-unquote mainstream business but have uh, a more holistic bent to their business practices, um, it needs explanation, right? If you're, if you're an acupuncturist, if you're um, a sound therapy person, if you are a Reiki person, right? Those are things that if you're talking to an audience that's already in that world, Maybe it doesn't require a lot of explanation. But for a lot of the world, those are, they, there are unfamiliar terms there. There's an unfamiliar, um, a lack of familiarity with, with what that really means. Maybe some misconceptions to debunk. And LinkedIn gives you the space to do that and to give context and explanation and education in a way that a resume will not. And the final reason is, I think, based on the particular mission of the Natural Life Business Partnership, which is 
you are definitely about growing businesses, but if I understand you guys correctly, you're also about making a difference on a, on a broader stage and sort of, um, you know, adding some goodness into our world, into our business life. And LinkedIn is a marvelous platform for a bigger stage. You can get connected with thought leaders, with movers and shakers, people who can get you greater publicity, visibility, so that some of these ideas about um, being more conscious about the way we treat each other, the way we treat our planet, they can have, a, a, it's almost like a megaphone, they can have a larger voice, a larger stage. And LinkedIn really allows you to do that, it allows you to play at a higher level than a mere resume uh, may do. Or even a website, um, you know, and, and I write websites, so it's not like I'm trying to downplay them in any way. But your LinkedIn profile is a place where people are, are actually searching for keywords. And if you come up, you've got a, a chance to really get their ear and introduce them to who you are as a person and what you believe in. And that's, I think, so valuable for the holistic community. So the searchable part, are you able to search on just keywords or if I was looking for, say, a naturopathic doctor in Missouri, am I able to Both. do that? Yeah, so you're able to search on keywords, which is why doing research into keywords that people search for is really vital when you're in the process of composing a LinkedIn profile. But there is also um, a search tool within LinkedIn that allows you to filter down from geographic area, profession. Um, they also have a paid version of that, which is really powerful, but it's quite expensive. And you can get a lot done with the free version of the search tool for LinkedIn. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. Uh, um, I also have always looked at it as an online resume. So mm. I'm learning a little bit myself, but mine's detailed and as detailed as my resume is. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I like the recommendations part of it, which I would think would be kind of powerful um, over yeah. time. And as I um, build staff here, I actually look for people's LinkedIn profiles and what people have said about them, who they've worked with, who they're connected with. Uh, mm -hmm. It tells me a lot about a person. Yeah, you know, it's, it, that's part of the functionality of um, having menus that can be expanded and knowing that you can scroll through. A lot of times on resumes, people don't even write references available upon request anymore yeah. because there's such a short amount of space and you don't want to waste it with a line that says something that most people accept as a given. Mm -hmm. But with LinkedIn, they're right there. And you can scroll through them and read them. And it just, it really, um, in addition to being more narrative in nature, it allows for more sections to be present that fill you out as a human being. Volunteer work is there in a way that maybe you might not have the space to highlight on a resume. Um, you know, organizations, projects, publications, those are all different sections on a LinkedIn profile, um, languages that you speak. It's just, it is, um, it can be really, really detailed and give such a beautifully painted picture of a whole person. Excellent, so what um, are the key elements to an effective LinkedIn profile? You, you've talked about some of the different mm -hmm. sections, but if mm -hmm. someone's just, I, I would say most of our members don't have them, so this is very mm -hmm. valuable. Um, sure. Other than just filling in their work experience, what are some key elements or really important pieces that they should be filling in and looking at? 
So the number one piece of advice I give folks when they're working on their LinkedIn profile is to write it in first person. And that is contrary to, you know, the resume kind of mindset, third person, bullet point, informal. This is a dialogue and you want to engage people. So write in first person and talk, address your audience, um, invite them into not a monologue where you're lecturing them or giving them, you know, just, just the facts, ma'am, but you're really engaging them in a conversation. The other thing to know is what are the prime areas that people will see first and that are most weighted so that you know to put extra effort into those. Mm -hmm. And they are your headline, the first three lines of your summary, your job titles, mm -hmm. and your current job experience. Those are, the, those are the areas that are the most weighted as far as the LinkedIn algorithm is concerned, and they're also the areas that most catch people's eye. So when you're looking at those areas, you want to, number one, make sure that you are packing them with keywords, but not to the extent that you compromise um, common sense or a good story. So you don't want to sound like a bot who just strung a bunch of keywords together to get yourself to come up in searches. It still needs to make sense. If it doesn't, people won't read it, no matter how many keywords are in it. Um, the other thing you want to be aware of is that the first couple lines of your summary, they're all that's visible unless the person clicks on see more. So that's prime real estate. You need that to be like a hook. Um, if anyone's familiar with the newspaper industry, I did student journalism for 10 years when I was a teacher. So we were used to that, you know, that first thing you would call it a paragraph. It's a graph because it's short. That first graph is vital. And that's your, your hook to get people to want to read more. So in those first couple of lines, you really want to grab people's attention and give them a reason to click on see more. Um, the other thing that you want to do is focus not so much on your official job title, mm -hmm. but on what you actually do and the impact that it has. So for example, I'm the founder of WordTree, okay? But I don't have founder as my title because no one searches for founder, right? They search for writer. They search for other terms. So you don't need to be um, exact the way you would be on a resume in giving your titles. You, you have a bit of poetic license here to talk about what you actually do in a meaningful way. So uh, I don't remember what I have off the top of my head on mine, but I think I have something about connecting people with words, right? That's much more evocative than founder of WordTree. So really think about what you do and what impact it has on people. When you're going into your job descriptions and your summary, think about not just what you did, but why you did it and the difference it made. So a general format that you can use when you're writing a summary or a job description is tell a little story. I started in, in this role at this time. This is what I was doing. But then talk about what it meant to you. What I love about this job is, can you imagine writing that on a resume? No one cares what you love, right? <laughs> um, but in LinkedIn, that adds the character, that adds the flavor. Talk about how it made a difference. Talk about how the company's different since you've been a part of it, or how you grew a dream into a reality if you're you know, a solopreneur or a, a solo practitioner. Um, 
those are the things you want to focus on. And those are the essential elements of a LinkedIn profile. Make sure that it's personal. Make sure that you really maximize those key areas that show up in the algorithm more. Make sure that you're telling a story and make sure that you don't just give the facts, but the person and the reasons behind the facts. Excellent. And does, um, does a business need its own profile as well as the professional themselves? Yeah, that's a great question. So it's not as important as a professional. So just using an example, say you're a solo reflexologist, right? right? You have your company, you know, happy feet. And um, you, you're under your own name, you have your own personal profile and your first job experience is the happy feet. What where it hurts you to not have a company page for happy feet is that you will not have a logo. Right. And so that's really important. People see logos as um, a mark of legitimacy, that you're an established company. You're not some fly by night, you know, I got my degree, you know, to sort of, I don't know, without a whole lot of credentials or I don't really have a whole lot going for me. I, I haven't, invested in making my public image um, professional, when they see the logo and they can click to a company page, it gives them confidence that they're dealing with somebody who's really legit and has all their ducks in a row. And I think that's an area where the holistic world tends to get knocked a little bit. Um, so I think that um, it, it's, it's a great thing to really have that area buttoned down to say, hey, we do care, but we're also really, we're professional. We're just as professional as any other organization or company there. Right. That's a good one. Um, and how does one leverage LinkedIn once you have a good pile, profile up and running? I see a lot of people doing articles and now it's like mm -hmm. a Facebook for business. People are posting all the time. Yeah. Is that the way so, correctly? For sure, that's definitely a way. And like anything else, the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. So I know a lot of people who have connections and weed through them periodically. And if they have folks who are just inactive for a number of months, they delete them as connections. So being active is important, but you don't want to be mindlessly active, just going on, hitting a few likes, because your likes, the things that you do, actually show up on your profile. Your most current activity shows up in your profile. So if you have a bunch of kind of inconsequential things that, that you've done just to kind of show that you were, you know, you logged in, it doesn't really speak as well for you as if your recent activity includes an insightful comment or a post that you wrote. So the best way to really leverage a profile once you've got it up and running is to do a thoughtful mix of presenting your own original content and meaningfully engaging with other people's content. You don't want it to be, and this is the same I would think in any venue, you don't want the only time you're active to be when you want to sell something to somebody, right? I have this program coming up, buy it. That's right. the only time you post anything, you, you lose credibility big time. Um, but if you're on there and you're, you know, you're, you've got your happy feet company and you post articles about the benefits of reflexology and the benefits of natural healing. You go into forums and you post comments. If you're in forums, by the way, everybody creates articles in groups and forums. Mm -hmm. um, 
be the person who comments, you'll stand out <laughs> because no one reads, everyone just posts, everyone wants to be right. on the platform. So if you want to stand out and start making a name for yourself, be the person who actually responds to other people. And it'll be a way to really stand out and show that you are an engaged partner in conversation, not just another talking head looking for their own publicity. Same deal with, you know, outside of groups and forums. Look at people who are influencers in your world, follow them, and engage with them. Share their stuff with a comment that shows that you read it and makes a meaningful, insightful comment. You will start to gain traction there. You'll start to gain really great connections who can help you get to where you need to be. And you'll start to establish yourself even more as a go-to expert in your field. And that gives you the power to help start creating the change you want to make in addition to growing your business. That's fabulous advice. I have heard that um, <clears throat> from someone else when we're talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, growing a podcast. And they're like, how do mm -hmm. we get interviews with better and better people? And they said the same thing. They said, start following them and commenting them. Don't just ask mm -hmm. them to be on. Make sure they recognize your name by the time you ask them. Exactly. Yeah. And not just, not just sort of fawning, hey, great job, you know, whoever. Yes, right. Great, great job, Deepak. You know, I really like your, your writing style. <laughs> um, but it has, to, it has to be meaningful and thoughtful. And um, Camille, I actually thought of just two other things, if I can throw them in. They're, they're kind of important for... Um, just tips on how to kind of bring your, your profile up another level. Make sure that you have a personalized URL. When you create a LinkedIn profile, LinkedIn will automatically, um, after your name, put a string of random numbers and letters. And that is a surefire way to not look as professional as you could look. So go in and there's a, you can Google it if you don't know how to do it. Um, you can go in and take off those random numbers and letters. If your name is like Bob Smith, there might be other Bob Smiths out there. So you might want to put another word after it, like Bob Smith Reiki, Bob Smith, you know, acupuncture, whatever the case right. may be. Um, so that's one point. And the other point is make sure that you are using a personalized background image and a decent headshot for your profile pic. Um, LinkedIn gives a generic background image. It's like a light blue with white connector lines and dots in it. Again, it shows that you haven't put a whole lot of thought and time into personalizing your profile. Um, Google the correct pixels that need to be in there and you can go on a free site like Unsplash or Pixabay and get a free image that you don't need to, you know, give credit or worry about copyrights and upload that um, for your background image. Make sure that your profile picture is just you and doesn't look like it's you cropped out of like a group or something. Um, you know, like <laughs> the guy with snorkels was right next to you and now there's your picture, you cropped him <laughs> out. Um, make it, you know, you really wanna present yourself professionally here. It's, a, um, it's not Facebook. Uh, and I use Facebook and I love it, so I'm not trying to bash Facebook, but it's definitely um, an area where your professional image can come through and shine if you allow it to. Excellent. So we have a question uh, from one of our members. Our members are allowed sure. to join on um, and be our co-hosts when we are doing these interviews. It says, what is the proper etiquette once someone requests to connect with you and you accept? So... 
There are different opinions on that. And some people think, number one, you should accept everybody because it, you never know where a connection can lead. Other people are much more selective. If they don't know you and they don't see a good reason, they won't connect with you. Mm-hmm. I tend to be more inclusive because I like possibilities. As long as the person doesn't look nefarious or, you know, work for Monsanto, <laughs> I tend to connect <laughs> with them. <laughs> um, but once you do accept the connection, I like to wait a little bit, not be, it, I think it looks a little desperate if the moment someone connects with you, you are sending them a message saying, thank you so much for connecting with me. What do you do? When can we meet? Let's have a call. Right. It just seems a little bit rushed to me. So um, good etiquette really respects the other person's time, allows for pacing, but shows an interest. It's a balance between interest and professionalism. So what I tend to do is maybe a week or so after someone has, if they're the initiator and they, they wanted to connect with me and I accept it, a week or two later, I tend to send a message saying, hey, I'm so happy to be connected with you on LinkedIn. Love to hear more about you. Um, sometimes, depending on the vibe I get from their profile, I might put a link to my calendar scheduling so they can book a 15-minute phone call with me. Um, or I might just say, would love to connect with you in the future. I kind of play that by ear. I read their profile and I try to make it a a personalized message back to them. So it's not, you know, when you you join some places, they give you, um, like a format, like a template. Yeah. And the more personal you can make everything, (laughs) the better. So I would go, I would go that route. I would, you know, temper enthusiasm with professionalism, um, be, be eager, but be professional as well. Give it some time, um, show interest, but don't, don't make it look like you're chomping at the bit too much. I love that. And, um, I've noticed a lot more, not spam, but I guess it's like paid connections. Like people connect and then I get these messages that are clearly not personal. Right. Like, yeah. I've noticed that LinkedIn is doing now. Is it worth it? It's I've noticed that in a variety of venues. I've noticed it on Facebook as well. People oh. who make connections mm-hmm. and the, the first thing that they do is send you a message saying, Hey, I'm a life coach. And I want, you know, I'd love to talk with you about the changes you need to make or whatever. Right. right. Um, so I don't think that's exclusive to LinkedIn. I think it's just a sign of the digital era and the fact that the more we are connecting with each other through technology, the more opportunity there is for authentic connection, but also the more, you know, that when you open a door, a bunch of different things can come through it, good and the not so good, maybe the predatory. Uh, And I don't mean that in a scary way, but just sort of an icky, creepy way. Um, So yeah, that does happen. Um, I think that if you, you know, are, um, you read someone's profile before accepting their invitation, you might be able to weed out some of them, but others, there's just no way of knowing. And if that happens, you can always, um, you know, remove the connection if that's not a way that you want to be approached by someone. I don't think that it's reached a point where it negates the good and the power, the positive power of LinkedIn by any means. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I'm sure it's paid. So not a lot of people are doing it. Um, um, yeah. Um, so someone asked if you can say again, where you got those background picks from that were free. Yeah, sure. There's two sites that I mainly use. 
The first one is called, and if you want to type this in the chat, I, I don't see the chat, but others might be able to. Um, unsplash, so it's you, N as in Nancy, and then the word splash, like you're in a pool. Unsplash.com. Right, and um, the other one is Pixabay. So it's P as in Peter, I-X-A-B as in boy, A-Y.com. Um, and both of them will, will show you uh, sponsored images from like Shutterstock. Don't do those. You have to pay for those and you have to worry about royalties and rights and all. Um, but they both have a really wide selection of images. And typically, since the question is about background images, um, I will say aim for something that is sedate and abstract. You don't want a whole bunch of objects in your background image mm -hmm. because different um, ways of accessing LinkedIn will show your profile picture in different areas. So if I'm looking at my profile on my laptop, my image is on the far left. If I'm pulling it up on my phone, it's in the middle. So you don't want a picture that has a whole bunch of foliage, for example, because depending on where you pull it up, you might have like flowers growing out of your head, right? Okay. <laughs> so um, it's, I, I always advise people when I do this for clients, I always find images that are more abstract, almost like abstract art, um, or something that if a picture showed in a different spot, it wouldn't look odd. Okay. That's good advice. Um, one of our other members jumped on and said, I use Pixabay and I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're great. If you use Pixabay, give Unsplash a look too. I find that Unsplash is a little bit more artsy, if that's, if that's something you like. Okay. And do you think LinkedIn, I have, I have like 3,000 contacts. I have so many on LinkedIn, um, but I've, I've been up there probably for a decade since it came out, whatever that is. Um, but I don't leverage it in any way. I don't do mm -hmm. anything. Do you think it's reasonable to reach out to people to say hi? What is the best way um, to use your LinkedIn profile other than posting and being a part of groups and that sort of thing? Is there a way to go out and start meeting these people? Especially in this world. I, I have so many connections across the country, but I have no idea how to leverage them. Yeah. So, you know, what you could do is even go through your, your connections and find people who seem like they might be, you know, the, the most um, kind of prioritize who you want to engage with. Mm -hmm. And that's what the messaging function is for. Send them a message. Say, hey, we've been connected on LinkedIn for five years, but I don't think I've ever had the pleasure of having a conversation with you. And I would love to do that because it looks like we have this belief in common or this um, practice in common, you know, make it personal. Don't, not that you would do this, Camille or anyone here, but um, it would be odd to get a message saying, hey, we've been connected on LinkedIn, um, you know, let's have coffee. Well, why? Right. Why, do you, why do you want that now? <laughs> but give a reason. Show what you have in common, what you might be able to do to further each other's interests. And in a really giving sort of way. And this is just a rule of networking, which I know, you know, NLBP is great at this. So uh, I'm preaching to the choir here, but before you even dream of asking for something, give five things first, right? And I don't mean give money or give right. um, anything like that, but 
show yourself to be a giver, a supporter, a person who um, is coming at it from a caring rather than a mercenary standpoint. There will be a time when you can ask for something, but it shouldn't be the first thing that you do. Right. I always say you give without the expectation of getting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You make the connections. So for people on LinkedIn that are like across the country or in a different state, or you might have some connection with, but clearly the way digital works now, we can really work with anybody, right? And have connections. Mm -hmm. Is it reasonable to say, hey, let's jump on a Zoom or let's jump on a call or say hi? (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's, Again, I would kind of get a feel for how amenable the person is to that. Yeah. Um, maybe a first interaction wouldn't be Zoom because I don't, maybe people are totally comfortable. That person is totally comfortable with camera. For me, I, I tend to take a little bit more time to get to that level of familiarity with people. So I usually suggest a phone call first, okay. but it's all about preferences. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I'm all for reaching out to people and suggesting a deeper level of connection in whatever venue, whatever method feels most authentic to those people. Excellent. Um, Thank you. Does anyone that is on this call with us have any other questions for Marissa? You can put that in the chat and I will read it to her. Um, Marissa, you have a special class coming up tomorrow night. Um, I do. You want to tell us about it? And I will put in the chat um, the special link you're giving to NLBP members. Yeah, thank you so much. So I am, uh, I, I ran a, a LinkedIn profile course, an interactive workshop um, recently, and it was so well attended. I wanted to do a second one. Um, and I, I purposely made it after this call so that anyone who was here would be able to hop in if they wanted to. So the the class is two hours. It's tomorrow night from 6.30 to 8.30. It is via Zoom. And um, our power company <laughs> has called and said we will have power back by this afternoon. <laughs> so I don't anticipate this being a problem tomorrow. Um, but the idea is it, it's a much more expanded version of what we've done here. I walk through each section of the LinkedIn profile, um, talk about maximum character allotments, best practices for each one using my own profile as an example. And then there's an interactive practice time where I walk people through how to write or rewrite their headline um, and get started on their summary. So it's really meant to be hands-on, not a lecture, um, but something where you leave having accomplished something. I I was a teacher for 17 years. I don't like someone coming into any sort of classroom with me and leaving without something in hand that they can say, I got this out of this. So um, that's what it's about. And I have a special code for um, members of Natural Life Business Partnership. I think you're posting the link to buy the ticket if if you can, Camille. Um, But if you use the code NLBP, um, you get $10 off the registration fee. It's a $50 class that brings it to 40 bucks. And um, that's available. And then if people are hearing this, after Tuesday, the 13th, um, certainly, you know, uh, I'll be having repeat classes. So you can check out my website at wordtree.net and see what's coming up or just contact me directly. And you also work with people individually. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yes. And how can you get in touch with you um, after this? And and of course, through our podcast and through our um, YouTube channel, it could, you know, it could be a year from now. 
So how sure. can people get in touch with you and find out more about how you can help? Sure, thank you. So the best way is probably through email. And my email address is contact at wordtree.net. Shoot me an email. Um, my website, again, is wordtree.net. And my business phone is 484-451-8111. Um, I do tend, whenever I run a workshop or I talk with people on a podcast, I tend to offer a 5% discount on individual services um, for whatever the topic is. So know that, that even if someone listens to this a year from now, if you mention this podcast, I'll still honor that. Um, it just feels like a great way to pay it forward and show gratitude for um, having been welcomed graciously as a guest on your podcast. Thank you. And someone just asked again, it is Word Tree. Yeah, word, like, you know, yep, one more. words, the things that I use. <laughs> yeah. And uh, tree is in the big flowering thing that we all love and hope don't get chopped down too much. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're listening to this later on a podcast, it will be in the comments below. You can just, and all of Marissa's information will be there um, if you're the video or the podcast. So that's how you can get in touch with her. Awesome. Excellent. Thank well, you. I thank you so much. Uh, even though we had some technical difficulty, we did get this um, out there and I think it's great information and I'm so grateful for everything that you've done and said and the information that you're getting to us. I think it'll help um, a whole host of business owners, um, but especially our community and the people that listen to us. So I thank you for your time with coming out and being with us today. Oh, thank you, Camille. And thank you, everyone who's um, listening. I greatly appreciate it. I love LinkedIn. And if you have a quick question, you know, please feel free to just drop me a line and I'll be happy to, uh, to give you my thoughts. And um, I really believe in the power of this venue for doing good and being uh, a platform for spreading ideas that are worth spreading and hopefully making some much needed changes in our culture. So it's something that I'm honored to be a part of. Thank you. Thanks so much for being a part of today, too. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on NLBP TV video podcast for the Natural Life Business Partnership. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about our professional community, the Natural Life Business Partnership, and to become a member, go to www.thenaturallife.org part of membership is to join us live at these tapings, plus have access to unlisted material and a closed professional community specifically for the holistic entrepreneur. Follow us for free on Facebook. I look forward to our next episode. Bye-bye.